Hello and welcome to Pubpun FPL in our third episode. Man, it's been a while, but we're still going strong. As usual, I'm joined by two my two co-hosts, Josh and Philip. So if you haven't checked out our last two episodes, either go check them out now or just pretend you did and follow along today. And the format is straightly full is fairly straightforward. I swear I'm dyslexic sometimes. Um <laughs> So if you haven't checked out our last two episodes, either go check them out now or just pretend that you did and follow along today. And format is fairly straightforward, so don't worry about having an aneurysm. Like last time, we bring you three segments, starting off with the highs and lows of the week, in which we'll go through each of the games, pick out some players or options you might want to be looking at in the future. Then we'll move on to buy sell, keep, avoid section where we discuss some players and whether you should essentially buy them, sell them, keep them or avoid them. And then finally, we'll move on to future planning and captains where we'll help you pick out a good captain for this game week, but also plan for future double game weeks. We'll bring you stats, facts, unpopular opinions, debates, bus stops and the whole FPL experience. Oh, yeah! Welcome back to Pub Time FPL, the series where we help you design your FPL squad and give you all the insights of the past, the present, and future game weeks. Nads, let's crack on. So, I'll hand over to Josh now to take us through the fixture list. Right, Leo, thank you very much. Let me take you through our rundown of Game Week 23. Lots of exciting fixtures here. Let's start off with Saturday's game with Aston Villa versus Arsenal. Aston Villa with a 1-0 win over Arsenal. What do we think? To be honest, I think it was a pretty dull game. Well, Watkins scored in the second minute, which isn't very exciting. It's one of those where Arsenal just struggled to get into the game early on. And then neither side was really anything exceptional. So I think... I know you probably disagree with me here, but I think Arsenal... This season are a mid-table side and I think they're going to, from now on to the end of the season, I think they're going to be more or less have the same form as Villa, you know. Win some, lose some, go on a few good streaks, go maybe on a bad streak as well. So I just think they're going to end up somewhere in and around 10th place. Anything exceptional about either of these teams right now? Uh, if I was looking to bring anyone in, it would probably be Grealish or Watkins from Villa just because they have had a lot of fixture postponements and probably a couple of good game weeks coming up. I mean, it was a very dull game, to be honest. It was, um, we had, well, they scored inside two minutes, so then we had like 88 minutes of just playing nothing. So, and I don't think yeah. that's reflective of um the true quality of Arsenal or Aston Villa at their best. But um, I think that, to be honest, Arsenal weren't playing the first team, really. I mean, you had Matt Ryan in goal and Cedric and Arsenal without Aubameyang. No matter what Arteta's going to say to try and convince me otherwise, but Arsenal without Aubameyang don't have a reasonable shot at top six. And I think Villa have been great this season and they've really exceeded all expectations. I actually think Villa's going to finish above Arsenal, but I think 
considering Arsenal's recent performances. They didn't have one single red card that game, and I think we're going to have to consider that a success for now. Disappointing indeed. Philip, anything to add? Yep, another nine-point hole for uh, Emiliano Martinez. Um, can't just pass him. He's getting clean sheets against everyone nowadays. <laughs> he is a good goalkeeper. He's a safe bet, to be honest. Anyways, let's move on. Um, Burnley versus Brighton. We have a tie there. Between um one one each, I don't suppose any of us watched the game, but you know, it looks like one of those you know when you have two relegation zone teams both playing really scrappy football. But I think both of these teams have some decent options, particularly in defence uh, for the upcoming game. Which I personally I'm not considering them, but. Because I've already got Ben White at Brighton, so I wouldn't be looking to get in anyone else from there. But if you don't have any cover in the Brighton or Burnley defence, I think that might be a good way to go. And as well, I know that uh, Brighton also have are one of those rare teams with a game in game week 29, which could be a good option uh, when we're looking to navigate in the future. So over time... I might be looking to get them in, but also remember that they don't have a lot of double games coming up. I just brought in uh, Ben Mee from Burnley. They play Crystal Palace and Fulham uh, in this double game, some week, game week coming up. And I'm hoping for at least six, eight points from him, and maybe clean sheet against Fulham, definitely expecting. And we'll see if I can get lucky against Palace. Can we just, Philip, why do you have to do this on a train? Like, we can hear you glitching out, like, seriously. <laughs> that is true, but commenting it doesn't help. So let's just accept the glitching and move on. Jeez. I mean, the faster <sighs> we get this done, the less, the more, the less rural it's going to be outside of Philip and Sporting will be better. In fairness, this isn't exactly Sky Sports analysis anyways. Anyways, nah. <laughs> moving on. Newcastle versus Southampton, 3-2 to Newcastle. Um, another well, defeat for the Saints. I think Southampton are one of those teams that have a hard time placing because they can be really, really good when they're good. But right now, they're in the middle of an injury crisis. And as I say every week, Newcastle are rather woeful. But if we look at the stats from that game, right, the shots were 14 to 6 to Southampton, and they had 74% of the possession. So I think this might just be one of those games where McCarthy had a really bad game and the defence wasn't great either. And to be honest, Vestergaard, for the last few, last bit of the game, he was basically playing in a number 10 role. So I just feel like both of these teams are a wait and watch for me because Newcastle look woeful but they've actually got a few wins in recently and Southampton I'm not convinced they're horrible all the like they haven't won in the last five games in the Premier League but for some reason I still think there's something there that suddenly Danny Ings is just going to show up and sc- start scoring a bunch of goals and they're going to get clean sheets again so I mean this was a game for the debutants as well um Minamino and then Joe Willock both got goals on their debut. So, is there, are we possibly looking at them? Are we possibly turning our heads at this point? 
this early on and like, you know, maybe thinking about giving them a chance in the squad? Not right now for me. I like to see sort of more consistency and we have to remember, especially Southampton are in the middle of an injury crisis and also considering how badly they'd be doing, they actually beat Wolves now in the FA Cup, but we're expecting some rotation there and as well when their usual starters start coming back. So, Well, lots of points of view on that one. Lots of perspectives on that one. Moving on, Fulham versus West Ham. And I must say, as someone who had captained Antonio, Jesse Lingard and Cresswell in his team, this you was... Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I must yeah. say, as someone who captained Antonio and had Jesse Lingard and Cresswell in that squad, in my squad, it, um, I was heavily disappointed. I was fuming. This is just I mean, disappointing. You did get nine points from Cresswell. I mean, that is true. That is true, actually. Cresswell didn't. He did pull his haul, but I think Jesse Lingard and Antonio, especially, that was. I mean, this is very disappointing. I mean, we saw West Ham just, um, I think the game before this, they won against Aston Villa, 3-2 or something, 3-1. We saw Antonio yeah. get two assists. We got we saw Lingard get two goals. Cresswell, I can't remember if he did something or not. I can't remember if he got an assist. But, um, I mean, when you saw that squad, you were like, oh, this is something, this looks something mint fresh. This looks something that I might want to give it a go. But... When you look at this Fulham game, it's just disappointing, especially against Fulham. I think, I think what happened here was that Scott Parker was perfectly prepared for what uh, Moyes was going to throw at him. And I think as owners of West Ham players, we should be pretty lucky or consider ourselves pretty lucky with the uh, clean sheets that we got. And as well, uh, finally not having Suchek finally paid off. So... I'm pretty happy with this game. You know, got got clean sheet from my goalkeeper Ariola, and then as well uh, clean sheet from Sochal. So can't really complain. I feel Leo is the type of person well, to like. Um... I actually captain Sochal, and I hope we're differential. I think both of these Fulham need to start getting wins. They can't just survive off draws if they want to have any chance of surviving. So they're gonna have to start going. Looking to win games rather than looking not to lose them, and with West Ham, I don't know. I think we just have to wait and see that. Right. <laughs> We're just getting texts from Philip saying that he's lagging so much. Philip, yeah, do you want to? St- the Sw- it's the it's the Swedish trains, you know. Yeah. They're absolutely horrible at everything. They're late. They're slow, and they don't have functioning Wi-Fi. All right, Philip, do you want to... We can cut this out, but Philip, do you want to leave or do you want to stay or... I don't know. Uh, are you this. on 4G or train Wi-Fi? Really if you could try the other one. I say we just take Philip out for this time. I mean, it's not going to work if, we're all, if he's lagging because we're not going to hear him and, you know, it's just going to sound weird. All right, we'll just move on. Philip, goodbye. Peace be... Mention my captain being uh, Ben Mee as my uh, influential captain of the week. Goodbye. All right, we'll read up whatever you send us on WhatsApp. Goodbye, Philip. Anyhow, uh, it's a pretty dull game to be honest. Um, I think Fulham were prepared for what West West Ham were actually going to bring, and I think 
they were unlucky not to get away with the three points there. So, I mean, I think both of these teams are ones that we just have to sit back and watch. Don't buy them in. Don't sell them if you have them. Just a quick note. Um, Philip had to leave because uh, we took an executive decision and kicked him off because we couldn't deal with the lag. So we basically told him to leave. So it's, yes, it's just me and... Resting wherever <laughs> you are on a Swedish train somewhere. May your soul rest in peace, Philip. Always be yes. remembered. But anyhow, it's a worrying result for West Ham and maybe shouldn't show the start of something a bit more positive from Fulham, but we'll just have to wait and see, I think. What do you think? I mean, when I look at this game, I had, um, I had captained Antonio for this game. I had brought in Jesse Lingard and I had Cresswell. And from those three players... Aaron Cresswell was the only man who delivered. Jesse Lingard and Antonio just flopped. I mean, we look at this game and we, like, when I saw this game and I, and I saw these transfers, I looked back at the Villa game and I thought, okay, Jesse's got a brace on his debut, Antonio's got a double assist, you know, this might be, yeah. this might be the start of something for, for West Ham. But then when you look at this, the game versus Fulham, it's just like, it is frustrating because you feel West Ham are almost trolling with you in some senses. But um, I yeah. can't really blame Cresswell too much. But um, Lingard and Antonio, disappointing, I have to say. Yeah, it makes it a lot harder because I've all, I was just planning to just keep Antonio in my team for whatever, but now I'm a bit worried especially with the injury flag as well, will he even start? And if he starts, will he get enough minutes? And if he gets enough minutes, will he even be doing anything in the game? Because last season, at the end of last season, when Antonio was also fit for a number of games, then he was he liked a crazy goal involvement. But now that sort of dropped off a bit because they've got more attacking players that can score goals in. Jesse Lingard or... Uh, Jared Bowen or yeah, Suchek as well. So, yeah, a bit worrying there. Right, moving on to our final game of Saturday: Manchester United versus Everton. What a cracker this was! Dominic Calvert-Lewin strikes late to tie the game at three-three. What do we have to say? Very, just goal fest between two teams that tend to do goal fest. So. United have been fantastic in scoring goals recently. That's like, what, 12 goals in two games now. Uh, Everton as well, really scoring. Both defences look a bit worrying, though. Uh, Everton as well in the FA Cup just scored five against Spurs. So I must say... Target defensive players from both these teams. Now that DCL's injured, maybe not, but... United, definitely, if you don't have Bruno, I, I'm probably even going to captain him this week because West Brom are not good, uh, even though he doesn't have a double. So I must I say, as um, as someone who has, I'll admit this now, um, as someone who has highly underrated Manchester United, I think it's high time I own up to that. and And I have to say, they are a proper team now because this is... I mean, before we were looking at a very dumb Manchester United, but this is high-quality Manchester United. 
Yeah, this is, it really is. Yeah, so I think it is time for me to accept that. But yeah. Right, right moving on then. Um, Sunday's game. First game of Sunday. Tottenham versus West Brom Albion. Harry Kane came back and he got himself a goal as well as Hyungman Son. 2-0 to Tottenham. What do we have to say? That's just my signature line now. What do we have to say? Yeah, <laughs> yes it is. Uh, but not much to say here actually other than, well, he's back. But Which is always nice to hear from a Son owner's point of view because Son hasn't been great with that cane. Other than that, not too much to say. Um, I was a bit worried that Mourinho wouldn't be able to break down West Brom, but I guess they're just so woeful, even a defensive spurt can break them down. So, yeah, just at this point, uh, getting in Pereira is looking like a mistake and probably keeping Son because I was getting a bit worried about him, but I think he's restored some of my confidence. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to tease you this one final time, but um, what about Ariola then? <laughs> uh, what do you mean, Ariola? He plays for Fulham. Jeez, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I've just scored an own goal. Oh my God. Uh Mm. You will be able to edit this out, just, but do you have anything to say about, you know, Spurs options, West, real West Brom options? Part of me feels I should just shut my mouth for the rest of this segment. But anyways, I think um, I had Son. Um, one thing I will say about him is that um, you said that Kane's back. So I think um, one of the things I have noticed is that when Son and Kane combine... I mean, that's just the an attacking deal. Yeah, that's lethal. But when one of them isn't there, it's a bit of a, you know... Yeah, Kane doesn't get the supply he needs and Son doesn't have anyone in the box that he can pass to. So. Exactly. So I think that um, now that they're back, I think you definitely should consider getting some Spurs players because they will get goals. Mark my words on that. Anyways, moving on. Wolverhampton versus... Leicester City, nil-nil, fairly disappointing. I think the situation with these two teams is that Wolves are just, they don't have any ambition of Europa League this season. They're just, all they're trying to do is stay in the league and then just hope Jimenez eventually comes back. And I think a draw is a pretty good result for them. Uh, we have to remember they actually got a, they got three points against Arsenal, so they've got to be happy with that and it gives them a bit of space uh, from the relegation zone uh, as well. In the FA Cup, they were pretty bad and lost to Southampton, who also beat pretty bad. And from a Leicester point of view, they are just trying, they can't afford to lose games. And I think the mental state with the players there, because they're probably not good enough a team right now to actually have a proof legitimate claim to Champions League. So I think they just don't want to lose games. They just want to get a point, three points, whatever they can get from any game. And I think this might be diminishing their ability to actually win games. 
I must say, um, sorry, someone just opened the door here by accident. If, if that's what you're hearing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, sorry, what were we saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I just dropped off. You I'm just... Oh, jeez. Yeah, I think we'll need to do some soul searching here because, I mean, it's a bit disappointing at this point. We, I remember last season, there was a lot of hype around Wolves. Going into this season, there was a bit of hype, especially around um, Neto, Jimenez, where they showed sparks of brilliance. But now it's just, you know, I think they're really dull. And I don't think, yeah, I don't think anyone's excited about them in any way, so... Yeah. Anyways, moving on to Anfield, where Liverpool, Liverpool. <laughs> it's not my day with the with the vocabulary, is it now? No. Really yeah. Not. Moving on to Anfield, Liverpool versus Manchester City. Liverpool got battered four one on home turf. That's got to hurt, and I think this is the game that puts Liverpool out of the title race and maybe they'll still be going for Champions League, I think they'll still be going for Champions League but outside of that, I, I think they've sort of given up on the title at this point because as well what's really worrying is that they haven't actually used their newly bought centre-backs they're playing Henderson and Fabinho as centre-backs and I mean, they don't have a single they didn't have a single centre back in like a proper centre back in that lineup against Manchester City. So, you know, the one man I have to give credit to is Ilkay Gundogan. 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 Yeah, I think he's that's been yeah. Absolutely fantastic and completely taken over KDB's role. So, it'll be interesting to see how those two combine. I mean, I'm assuming Bernardo Silva's going to go out of the team. I mean, he missed the penalty and to. Uh, I'm just saying, in a game, when you miss a penalty, it's usually quite a low point. And you don't see many players that are midfielders, especially central midfielders, come back to score. So, when that Boom. happened, two goals as well. So, I think Gundogan is definitely yeah. one of the top players right now within that Manchester City squad. Yeah, he's on the form of his life, and this is probably going to be the height of his career in this in these few months here is probably going to be what he looks back at and thinks when he thinks about his footballing career in 20 or 30 years but let's move on to Sheffield United versus Chelsea Chelsea narrowly scraping past the blades uh, 2-1 pretty hideous performance again what are your thoughts sorry if you're hearing pounding right now it's just um yeah that's my parents a bit embarrassing but uh... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have <laughs> Yeah, Friday ruckus as usual. (laughs) Um, you said um two one versus with the Chelsea Sheffield. I think this is um a bit disappointing. I will have to say because the whole the whole tickle um reformation thingy um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I expected more. Uh, that's that's all I'll say. I expected more, and 
Who was it that scored again? I can't remember. Uh, Mainz and Jorginho. Yeah, I um, I remember last week I said that I'd be happier with Jorginho over Timo Werner or something, and I. It seems that's how it is right now because. I you don't see much creativity coming from that Chelsea squad, and Sheffield United are a bit of a you know, they're just fighting for their lives, so it's hard to say. Regarding them, but I mean, Chelsea I don't disappointing. Know if Sheffield United are fighting at this point. I just think they're trying not to embarrass themselves and sort of prepare for going back then to Championship. So, I think the problem with Chelsea is their attackers don't score. Like, I has their offense actually scored a single goal Who's... since Lampard was sacked? Chelsea. Yeah. No, I, I remember that. Um... First Tuchel game, I think it... No, no, second Tuchel game. It was like, um... What was it? It was, um... Aspilicueta and Marcus Alonso. The two defenders. And then yeah. now, Jorginho. And... Then against Spurs, yeah, Jorginho. And then Jorginho again against Sheffield United. And then they were... In the FA Cup, their first team got dominated by Barnsley. That Really? Yeah, they, they managed to scrape through with the win through individual play policy, but like the oh, shots were fourteen to six with Barnsley having fourteen and shots on target again four one. So they had one shot on target, Chelsea. I can't say that Chelsea have gotten better, that's all I'll, I think I have to say for now. But um yeah, I think there's not much to to say about Chelsea in terms of the positives. But anyways, um moving on, our final Game of game week 23. Leeds United versus Crystal Palace. Leeds with a 2-0 win over Crystal Palace. What do we think? I'd be very happy as a Leeds fan. Uh, as a Leeds owner. Sure, because the goals are coming from all over the place. And that means that like Bamford, I'm not sure about this but I'm assuming that his goal involvement is maybe 40-50% and ideally you'd want more than that from a number 9 so it's a good win, it's a good win and I'll take the points, thank you very much but I'd rather see from an FPL perspective from a Leeds perspective they're playing great and it's shockingly good how many clean sheets they're getting and if I were a Leeds fan I'd be really happy but as an FPL owner of Bamford, he's not quite as locked in as he was at the start of the season when he had a much higher goal involvement. Now that players like Rafinha or Jack Harrison are performing really well, but I think that's our final game of the week. So let's move on to the buy sell keep avoid section. So first of all, suggest some players that we think you should be bringing in. Then we'll move on to some. Wait, 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 wait! Hang on, did I? So I just don't exist here or something. <laughs> oh, did I forget you? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's hilarious. We're just all off our game today. Sorry. No, no, no. Anyways, it's cool. But um, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. I think that Bamford's done well. I think because he did get a goal. That's what we expect of him. He got five points at least. So I'm, you know, and especially Leeds have been doing exceptionally well. I think Dallas has been doing great. I think Harrison's been doing great. Rafinha's been a bit consistent as well. Bamford, 
he's been great. So I think Leeds just need to carry on with this form. But um, yeah, like, that's just my opinion. Anyways, you yeah, can... One of the advantages with Leeds as well is that they actually play in, what is it, game week 29. So I think they play uh, Fulham then. So if you have two or three Leeds players, that could be really helpful getting through game week 29. So yeah, might be something to keep at the back of your head. But now I can say what I've tried to say before. Let's move on to the buy, sell, keep, avoid. But we will suggest some players for you to buy, some players for you to sell, some players that maybe haven't been performing that well, but we still think you should be keeping. And then some players that a lot of people are bringing in, but we think are maybe bad transfer wagons or just not very good options, despite many other people thinking so. So let's move on to the first section of buys. Who are you looking to buy, Josh? Who am I looking to buy? Um, I'm going to give a shout to Aaron Wan Bissaka. I'm on the transfer market right now. I'm trying to actually rearrange my squad right now. I'm going to give a shout to Aaron Wan Bissaka. I really, I've been going through drafts of like my team. And every time I always want Aaron Wan Bissaka. Because if you look at the couple past games, he's always been involved in assists or goals. So for a, I think he's a right back. That's very impressive as well. And Man United are on quite the form. So I want to keep yeah. that. I want to bring in Anwan Bissaka. And if, because um, obviously Bruno's quite expensive. So I think with Wan Bissaka, he's about 6, no, 5.6. So he's a cheap uh, defender okay. that'll fit that. That'll fit that role perfectly for me, I think, if he carries on. So I'm going to go with him. Also, that opens yeah. up more with um Bissaka. I'm fairly confident he'll be involved during his game. So, I know that yeah, if I don't... He's looked more attacking recently. And as well, they've got West Brom, Newcastle, and then a double game week. So, decent fixtures ahead. Exactly. Um, I feel that if you don't have Bruno or Cavani or someone like that, or Rashford, I think one of the great things with Bissaka is that he's cheap. And he'll get you the points, and then you can free up those other positions for someone else. But yeah, at least yeah. you have him as... Uh, at least you have that one United player that performs. So yeah, I'm going to give the shout to Aaron Mamsaka. Anyway, sorry. Um, You? For me, it's got to be a jump across Manchester to the blue side. Uh, Manchester City, that is. Who are looking fairly likely to have three double game weeks in the next fixtures so that's pretty good and to add on that they've gone on a win winning streak of I don't even know how long so if you don't have all three Manchester City spots used up doesn't really matter who you go for just make sure you have three City players that's yeah City look um City look quite lethal right now so I think we should just follow on that train of uh, you know, having at least three City players. Yeah, I've got Stones, Cancelo, myself, and, and so that's only two. So who I'm looking to bring in is probably Gundogan. Uh, maybe it is that when KDB comes back, he won't be as involved, but I don't see if he'll be willing to let go of this fantastic form he's found. So maybe KDB will actually be adjusting to what Gundogan wants because... He's been fantastic, but even without KDB, so... I'm going to ask you for um, 
some input here. So, I'm currently deciding in the midfield role, in the midfield yeah. role, whether or not to get Gundogan. Or actually, I'm deciding, should I get Gundogan? Or should I get Son? Or should I just get them both? It depends on who you have in there. If you're sacrificing like a Bruno for it, then you don't. If you've got, I don't know, a player that's just not someone you need to get rid of, say you've got Neto and Zaha, then go for it. It depends very much on who you have. I think I've gone with Gundogan. That's the one I want because I already have Son. And as well, I have Pereira in that price bracket as well. I'm willing to sort of, yeah, he's got his chance. He can vote there. So. Thanks. I just wanted some input here. I'm freakishly close to clicking that confirm button. So I'm a bit hesitant right now. Anyway, sorry. Um, Move on. You can take over. We move on to the cells then. And who are we looking to sell from our team? Who are we looking to sell... Um, do you want me to go first, or do you want to take over? Yeah, you go first. Right, I think it's... From my squad, I have... It's got to be Robertson, and I'm sorry, and I love Andy Robertson, but he's got to go. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, jeez, AFT reference right there. Yeah. It's time to go. Yeah, but he's been... (laughs) He's been... Robertson has been woeful in the past three, four, five game weeks. Four, sorry. Four game weeks, yes. In the past four game weeks, he has picked up two points per game, and then he picked up zero versus Van City. And I I don't blame him fully. I blame Liverpool to an extent because something's not clicking as of right now. But, I mean, they don't have a centre-back. Yeah. actually starting. But um, they don't even look that that attacking Liverpool anymore. They got that goal from Salah uh, during a penalty. Yeah. So I, I feel like I, they're just worried that their defence will completely break down and then they're not really willing to go that attacking either. So I think they're just getting the worst of two worlds. And, I mean, Salah's, Salah's pretty dangerous. Far down my sell list as well. I mean, he's yeah. There's he... only one double game week coming up, and it's hard. That it's once again Sheffield United and Chelsea, and I don't see them scoring a massive amount of goals against either of those. Yeah. I just don't feel as well now with like they're not very likely to take the title. I just feel like Liverpool aren't as good as they've been in the past, and definitely they're just. They're lacking something, and until they find that, I'm not going to want to risk it with Robbo. So he's going to go. Sorry, Robbo. For me, it's probably got to be trying to solve out my goalkeeper problem because I've got two playing goalkeepers, one 4.6, the other one's 4.5. That's Meslier at Leeds and Areola at Fulham. Neither are keeping very many clean sheets. Uh, right now, I've got both of them. Got a bit of luck there with the double game week since I actually get... From those two, I get a double game week in game week 24, double game week in 25, and then I'm quite sure I'm getting a double game week in 26 as well. So pretty lucky there. 
but after that, at least one of them's got to go. I think both of them have got to go for like just a bench goalkeeper and then someone who's actually going to keep some clean sheets. Maybe Martinez or something. I think Martinez has probably been the best goalkeeper of the bunch. He has the most clean sheets in the Premier League, and he can, you know, within a game he can. He's fourteen points ahead of Pope in second place as well as his added chief of pride. He's been fabulous. Last time I remember Villa played Brighton, um, he didn't get the clean sheet. But looking the way he is now, I wouldn't. I would possibly consider it if you're having goalkeeper problems. Yeah. I yeah. think, for me, Brighton are probably the most underrated team in the league. I think Brighton don't play like a relegation team. And yes, the spawn in the table says maybe they're a relegation-looking team, but they play great football. And I just, for me, I can't get past that. Nah, I've got a soft spot for Brighton. Yeah, but, I've I've always questioned that, but you know... You do you, mate. <laughs> move on to some players to keep. Uh, so, who maybe has not been great, but we still want to keep them? Um, they can come up big in the games coming up. This is a tough one because I'm debating to unload Antonio, but at the same time... I'm also thinking about getting rid of Saka. Sorry, sorry. Keep... Oh, my God. No. I... Did I confuse the segments again? Oh, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh. Okay, Saka. Are you looking to spell him with Sorry. Okay. Um. So, judging by the way it's going for Arsenal, I think, I've been lo- I've been looking at this at my squad right now, and I'm on the transfer window, and you know making modifications and the whole thing, and Saka, you know I I don't blame him at all. I blame Arsenal mostly, but I'm looking to keep him because I don't know this. I don't know. I have a soft spot for the guy. There's something about him that tells me. <laughs> Oh, I still have Tinny. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't care what you tell what you tell me. I don't care how much you criticize me. KT is staying in that squad. I love my man's KT. <laughs> Alright, well, you go for that. <laughs> me, the keeper's got to be the City defense. So both uh, my City defenders, Stones and Cancelo, have been rather underwhelming recently. In last three, they've only played two each. Uh, and only got one clean sheet from that, so eight points in three games from each of them. Not the best, uh, but looking that they could potentially have three double game weeks in four games, hey, that's pretty good. And as well, it's City we're talking about here, so even considering that those aren't the best games, they're playing Spurs and Everton, Game week 24, then 25, it's going to be Arsenal. Then 26, it's West Ham and Wolves also have Hampton. Then 27, it's United. And again, the other one that of Wolves and Southampton that wasn't played in 26. So, I mean, this isn't uh, this hasn't been confirmed, but it's looking pretty likely that's what we're looking at. So, yeah. I just hold them because I think you're going to get a point, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, it's been like a quite the week, hasn't it? We're all just switched off at this point. 
Yeah, we're all pitched off. My voice is slowly dying as well, so we're going to have to wrap this up soon. But uh, <laughs> our final segment, the avoids. So who is a player that a lot of people are bringing in that you probably would avoid? That... And Yeah, you go. No, 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 you go, you go, because I'm just going to send out something stupid. I need to think this through before I say it. Right. <laughs> uh, for me, it's got to be uh, Calvert-Lewin and Foden. I'm actually taking two players here because... Calvert-Lewin's obviously injured, or at least an injury concern, and still he's the second most transferred player. I'd wait and see, and as well with Everton, like, they're good, yes, but are they fantastic? And yes, they've got some potential double game weeks, but they've got one confirmed in game week 24, and then one potential one in game week 25, but not guaranteed, and then... They've got one that's almost confirmed in game week 26, and then they're probably going to have one in either 27 or 28. And, I mean, it's good, but is it that good that you want to risk him being injured for at least one or two of those games and then say he gets a rest in the third one? Then you're back to just single game week, so not convinced. And with Foden, uh, whenever I get him in, uh, I got him in after the 11-point haul kept. So you may be wondering why the tape just abruptly cut out midway through Leo's insightful analysis. We basically had a technical glitch. Of course, something like this could only happen to me. And honestly, at this point, I'm not even surprised. So basically, we had to scrap a bit of tape towards the end of this segment. Yeah, it's been a rough week. I suspect Philip probably died on his Orient Express train ride and his ghost has decided to haunt me. So now I'm left with a chunk of audio missing, my FPL squad in dire need of a miracle, and a miserable Friday night for me. Oh, not to mention the oncoming aneurysm. We left off with Leo ranting about Phil Foden and how he should avoid him in the transfer market, and we skipped forward to the final segment, which was the planning for the next game week, and Leo suggested to Captain Bruno. So that's where we left off. Yeah. Roll tape. Discussing the double game weeks, or... Sorry, uh, we're back. Um, what were, we, what were we saying? Double game weeks. Who has the double game weeks, please? Because I have no idea what the hell is going on. In no to you. Right, uh... I don't even I'm know what the games are. reading out the fixtures, I'm just gonna say City, Everton, Burnley and Fulham have double game weeks. City, Everton, Burnley and Fulham. Okay, exactly. yeah, okay, I'm probably gonna captain, like, Sterling or something. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't captain a defender at this point in the week because if you I don't I don't know actually I don't even know who's playing who honestly I'm <laughs> boys very well prepared our uh, professional advice here from our pub time FPL remember everything we say is going to play exactly as as we said it so you know we are the most professional uh, FPL content out there. Did we just and forget about the game, like the the chips this week, and like the the I mean, last minute transfers? I'm not looking to play any chips. This okay, week. you're not uh, looking to play any chips this week. I'm not looking to play any chips this week. I Captaining. Think... Okay, you know what? You're gonna captain. Who was it again? Bruno. I'm gonna captain Bruno. Sterling. That's it. We're done. Then play your chips. Uh, I don't know. You de- you decide. Double if you've got any left, and then if you you d- you d- just decide yourselves. Okay. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, just decide yeah. yourself. Uh, <laughs> we want to go enjoy a Friday. Yeah. Thank you.
thank you so much for listening. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Oh, yeah! I swear